It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. From the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center in Blacksburg, Virginia, it's Tuesday, September 12th, 2023, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoy the new audio format of TSL Today as we shift toward a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we talk with lead analyst and columnist Chris Coleman about Brent Pry's Week 3 press conference, including injury updates across the board, the starting quarterback for this weekend's matchup against Rutgers, and the lack of a run game so far within the Hokies offense. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. I would say they're all questionable. You know, it's early in the week. We'll evaluate those guys as the week goes. Uh, that's Jalen. That's Grant. That's Nasir. Uh, Burgos had an elbow deal. Cole Beck. You know, we got some guys that are dinged up. And, um, you know, they've been getting a ton of treatment and worked at it on Sunday and Monday. And, you know, we'll see how things go today and tomorrow. Well, unfortunately, that is a good way to describe the Virginia Tech Hokies right now. Jalen Lane, Grant Wells, Nazir Peoples, Keyshawn Burgos, and Cole Becker all questionable this weekend against Rutgers. And as I turn to you, Chris Coleman, I ask you, how up in the air is it that these guys play? You know, we saw Brent Pry a couple weeks ago call Nick Gallo questionable and then admit the next week that he had torn his ACL. And last year we saw him say that Dorian Strong was questionable each and every week for like nine straight weeks and yes. Dorian Strong never played. So I, I think we can reasonably confer that, that some of these guys certainly won't play and the, and they and Pry doesn't consider them questionable per se. Um I really think maybe there's a good chance that Wells doesn't play because my understanding is he was in a tremendous amount of pain, not only during the game, but the next day. And that's critical is how do you feel when you wake up the next day? Uh, and he didn't feel good at all on Sunday and didn't look good at all on Sunday. So I don't see the point of throwing him out there if he can't move and can't protect himself. So I, I right now I would say that probably Kyron Jones will be the quarterback on Saturday, but some of that depends on how uh, Wells responds to treatment this week. In case you missed it as well, as expected, Ali Jennings is out this weekend against the Scarlet Knights. And, you know, obviously we don't want to speculate, but I think Tech could be without wide receiver one for quite a bit of time. Quite a bit of time, uh, perhaps even every game the rest of the season. Um, it, it's a very severe injury. And, you know, you don't want to speculate, but at the same time, Greg Schiano said in his press conference yesterday that, yeah, Ali Jennings had surgery. Yeah. So he's heard. And I don't know why Pry's still hiding it, but, you know, I guess maybe you have to for legal purposes. But uh, it seems like he's going to be out for quite a while. And Jalen Lane is questionable, although I'm inclined to think he'll probably play at this point. Um, but, yeah, options 1A, 1B at wide receiver in the passing game were unavailable for the majority of that Purdue game. And you don't think Grant Wells is potentially going to play this I don't, week? I don't think it would. I think it would be unfair to him to play him. I, I mean, he couldn't step into his throws in the second half last week and was still feeling pretty bad on Sunday. Rutgers has arguably the best rush defense in the country. Virginia Tech's not going to be able to run the football, even if they put Kyron Drones in there. 
Um, so they're just going to tee off on the quarterback, and, and you got to have somebody back there who can protect himself, and if Wells isn't healthy, he's not going to be able to protect himself. So I think that would be a disservice to him to throw him out there in that situation. So if the Hokies have to go to Kyron Drones this weekend, how comfortable really is Virginia Tech with their backup quarterback? I don't think they're comfortable with anything on offense right now. Yeah. Like, like, like I'm not I'm, – if you can't run the football – um, it's 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 not going to be good, and I don't think this this is going to be one of those games that if Virginia Tech wins, it's going to be low scoring, like in the sure. teens. Like the last time they How played, about thirteen Rutgers. to ten, thirteen right? to ten, thirteen to it, ten. It was ten to nothing Rutgers at the end of the third quarter, and that was one of the ugliest football games I've ever seen. But yeah, this promises to be kind of a rock fight, and. It's going to be one in the trenches, and that's where Rutgers is a lot better than Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is outside the top 100 in yards per game, rushing and yards per carry. Defensively, they're outside the top 100 in rushing yards allowed, outside the top 95 in yards per carry allowed. So Virginia Tech is getting trounced in the trenches against Old Dominion and Purdue, completely out-physicaled and probably out-schemed as well. So... They've got a lot of work to do this week if they want to have a chance to beat Rutgers. Let's hear from Brent Pry on what he saw in that final drive from Kyron Drones against Purdue. Yeah, I, you know, there were certainly things that you liked. It was a tough situation for Kyron, and I thought he handled it very well. You know, he made a play with his feet. He made a play with his arm. Um, I think it was good to get him out there, and it was a big moment, um, challenging situation. I thought he, he was level-headed. He was steady. Uh, there's some other things that need to happen better around him, but uh, it was good to get him the opportunity, and uh, you know, I'm excited for him and us to, to grow and build from that. Now, you guys talked on the podcast earlier this week the need to get the run game going, and you were just kind of talking about that a minute ago, but only 11 rushing yards mm-hmm. against Purdue last mm-hmm. weekend, which isn't necessarily ideal. And to your point, though, Kyron Drones can maybe add that element to the offensive side of the ball. He can add it to a certain extent. But, you know, in that game when Virginia Tech had three rushing yards against Rutgers in 2012, Logan Thomas was a mobile quarterback. They had 32 carries for three yards in that game. Like, it doesn't matter if your offense is absolutely blown up up front and you're totally out-schemed, which I think is the case with Virginia Tech right now. Rutgers only allows 40 rushing yards per game. They allow, I believe, Mm 1.74 yards per carry. I mean, this is a team that's been dominant up front, and they haven't played anybody good that can rush the ball. But, uh, you know, Virginia Tech is not – it's not a good running team, obviously. So I think Kyron Drones can help, but it just does not seem like it's going to have some massive drastic effect. And I don't think any past Virginia Tech quarterback outside of Michael Vick could have some huge effect on the Virginia Tech running attack this year. I just think the whole operation just looks pretty broken to me. Here's Brent Pryo needing to get the run game going a little bit more. Yeah, you know, I don't want to say too much, but you're absolutely right. We have to be better there. I think it's about mixing up our, our run plan, uh, our run selection. I think we've got a back that, that proved he's, he's capable of making people miss. He's done that for two weeks. Um, I think we've got a back in Malachi that can, can get some hard-earned runs and be physical. And, you know, so I think we have to have a good plan. Uh, what makes the most sense against this Rutgers bunch? Uh, what are the runs that make the most sense? And, uh, you know, we've got to continue to get better up front. I think we're improved over last year. You know, we've got to go play to the level I think we're capable of up front. And, um, you know, so that's obviously was a point of emphasis Sunday and Monday. Quick depth chart notes, too, before we close it out. Alan Tisdow is now the Mike linebacker for Virginia Tech over Jaden Keller. Brent Pry on that decision. 
Yeah, he's been the most consistent. You know, that started last week. Um, we weren't necessarily disappointed in J.K. in week one. We just wanted to see um, from a communication standpoint, leadership standpoint, we wanted to give Allen a shot through the week. And through the week, he earned the job. Uh, it wasn't so much anything disappointing with J.K. as it was Allen stepping up and kind of taking charge. And I thought he played that way Saturday. Uh, he played a nice game and, and did some good things from an adjustment standpoint, communication that helped us, and uh, I was happy to see him play well. So, Chris, do you have any reaction to that? Yeah, not too surprised, I would say. I mean, I believe uh, Tisdale did start this past week against, mm-hmm. against Purdue, and you know, I, I thought he played about 60% of the snaps and Keller played about 40 against yeah, Purdue. Yeah. So it's just not a big deal who starts. Um, I think that's a situation they're going to continue to monitor as the season goes on. It wouldn't surprise me if, like, Keller starts again at some point or if it's a week-to-week thing. I think if you have it, if you make it a competition, I think that mo- that makes both guys better. Um, but I'll tell you what, whoever plays Mike, Virginia Tech has got to get substantially better when it comes to run defense. And I'm not saying it's all on the Mike linebacker because it's certainly not. But when Virginia Tech is sitting here, I believe 118th in the country in rushing yards per game allowed and 95th in the country in yards per carry allowed, I mean, things have to get substantially better on that side of the ball. I, I think... Virginia Tech's rushing offense being so bad is getting all the attention, but what's lost in the shuffle is that Virginia Tech's rush defense has been almost as bad. Let's get in a quick ad read before we go. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by the Hokie Way. The Hokie Way is pleased to announce that their countdown to kickoff donation campaign reached its goal and was a success. They raised just over $265,000 in donations. Of that, $250,000 were matched, ultimately resulting in over $515,000 in funding. The Hokie Way shared with us that in the last week alone, Tech Sideline generated 510 donations, totaling approximately 65,000. So well done, TSLers. Chris, what's coming up on TSL this week? Ha, coming up on TSL, you know, we're going to have the game preview, the podcast preview. Uh, we had Ask a Back Judge or uh, oh, by Tristan Race, who goes over the uh, the penalty on mm-hmm. Grant Wells when he when he got hurt, which was the correct call. Unfortunately, it didn't help Wells any. Um, Friday Q and A. We're gonna have some media stuff from Andy and David, and just a full week of content. Well, Chris, appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, buddy, appreciate that, you. That's Chris Coleman. I'm Carter Hill, and that was your Tuesday installment of TSL Today.